0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia
1: Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook.
2: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well,
1: I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come.
0: You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm to
1: Mississippi, Mississippi, here I
0: come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca.
2: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app, and of course you can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch Good Things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV, and today we get to hear about a really cool event that's happening at the Hattiesburg Zoo. It's called Starry Nights. Join us as the Director of Conservation education and wildlife,
3: Mr. Jeremy
2: Compton. Hey, Jeremy.
3: Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. So last
2: time we had you on talking about the Hattiesburg Zoo, you all were collecting Christmas lights. Did you, you guys get a ton of Christmas lights?
3: We did. We did get quite a few Christmas lights. I actually just had someone bring some additional ones in uh, last Wednesday. So, People are still bringing them in, and we're still taking them for right now, but we're about to start taking Mardi Gras beads. That's going to be the next big one that we push through for recycling because it's Mardi Gras season, of course.
2: Well, coming up this weekend, maybe they can bring a little bit of both if they want to, and they're coming to this great event. Uh, Christmas lights and Mardi Gras beads for a good thing. But, no, this is a cool event, Jeremy. This is actually one where I'm kind of bummed my schedule doesn't work out to get the girls down to because this is right up my alley of all things Love of the Zoo but then also Things in the Sky – so tell us about Starry Nights at the Hattiesburg Zoo.
3: Absolutely. So we have not been able to do this program in years, and I'm so excited to have it back. And we've got it with the University of Southern Mississippi, their School of Mathematics and Science. We're partnering with Dr. Sarola and Dr. Vera over there, over with their astronomy, and then we also have physics as well. So they are coming and they're bringing students, so they're going to have – lasers going right but so they're going to have physics experiments going we're going to have telescopes and right now it is looking a little cloudy we will be able to do education no matter what when it comes down to this so it we would have be better. our animals of course
2: yes i but. mean i guess it would be better if it was going to be a, a bright night but you can still have a lot of fun i read too where they would get uh, to learn a little bit about how to use telescopes even if it's kind of cloudy jeremy will you still will kids still get that um the opportunity to at least see them and so and walk them through how to look through them, how to do them, all the things.
3: Absolutely. We have USM will be here to do all of that wonderful education for us. I know that when I was a child, I loved learning about telescopes. I had one of the little cheap ones, of course, and I would use it all the time. So having encounters like this where students can really get some hands-on learning helps make a big impression for what their futures hold.
2: I see even, too, the Asbury Discovery Center is going to be there with liquid nitrogen experiments. That sounds dangerous, Jeremy. Is that dangerous or is that just a lot of fun?
3: Well, you know what? We're not the ones who are going to be sticking our hands in the liquid nitrogen. No (laughs) one's doing that. We've got professionals, trained professionals who will be here, who will be doing those experiments. So it is very safe uh, for the people who will be here, visitors, to attend, to look at, to learn all about. And it is crazy when you see the results that these experiments make.
2: I just feel like this is a unique opportunity to get to see the Hattiesburg Zoo at a different time of the day. I was going to say in a different light, but I guess other kinds of light, just not daylight. How often do you guys have after dark events there? Are they, you know, uh, more unique
3: it is very unique. So we have our Zubu and Lights of the Wild events. Those are our biggest ones. But outside of October and December, we don't have a lot of night events. We have some one day events we might do so for adults such as tacos and tequila, but this is one that we gear more towards students.
2: Will the so animals four or five to, Go ahead. Go ahead. Will the animals get to stay up by, sorry, <laughs> will the animals get to stay out past their bedtime for this event, Jeremy? <laughs>
3: Uh, Yes, many of the animals will. At the same time, you know, our animals, they do have the choice and control to where if they want to go inside, they can go inside. If they, we have our snakes that are on display, if they want to, I don't know, go under their substrate, they're more than welcome to. But many of the animals we have here, uh, you will still be able to see our Asbury Discovery Center animals. Those will all be on display. You'll be able to take the train around to see animals around the train tracks as well. It's definitely a unique time to see animal behavior.
2: You guys are kind of gearing towards the 5- to 12-year-old range. Is um, Is that correct for the Starry Night event at the Hattiesburg Zoo?
3: That's correct. So that's what this is geared towards, and, of course, the people that bring them. But that doesn't mean it's all who can come up to it. I mean, I'm still I'm in my 30s, and I still watch cartoons. So you can come out here and have a great time as an adult. Just know that it is going to be geared towards those ages.
2: And this, if you have an annual pass, that's great. But this is going to be a special event, correct?
3: That is correct.
2: So it's, but it's still not bad. It's only like 10 bucks if you purchase online or $12 at the gate. So that's, that's, uh, to me a reasonable, um, price for to do something unique and fun. Hopefully the weather will improve, uh, Jeremy and you guys will get a clear, uh, view of the sky. If that's the case, there'll be telescopes and sort of all the things for kids to, to look and enjoy.
3: Yes, there will. And, you know, it's Mississippi. We never know what the weather's going to be from one hour to the next sometimes. So we still have a lot of hope for this weekend.
2: And if this weekend doesn't work out for us, Jeremy, is there anything on the horizon with spring break or coming up you want folks listening to good things to know about?
3: Absolutely. So during spring break, of course, we'll have our normal celebration. We'll be advertising that one later. What I'd love to talk about right now is another event that I'm over, Renaissance Festival. That will be the last weekend of February, so the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. We're going to have uh, two LARP groups there, and aftermath out here, so the kids can come out. They can get some foam swords and they can battle warriors. We'll have craft stations going on. It all takes place during the day, and we. It's personally my favorite event of the entire year because I am a huge nerd and I love being able to show off and have other uh, people really partake and dress up and have a great time with that event.
2: You said foam swords. I mean, that's just that that's all you needed to say, Jeremy. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Do you guys ever run out of ideas on how to make the Hattiesburg zoo more fun or creative?
3: We are so lucky that we have a great creative team. We don't run out of ideas, and we are very supportive of each other's ideas. So whenever one of us has some crazy idea, we all try figuring out, is there any way for us to make this work? And that's how we end up with events such as Renaissance Festival, Starry Nights, Pirate Days. You know, we we don't know many places that have these events and it's great that we have that ability to host them here
2: and it's a great facility i'm a huge supporter of the hattiesburg zoo our family absolutely loves it if you've never been it's completely worth the drop in whether you're going through the pine belt or coming or making it as a destination to me i think it's one of those must-see here and in mississippi it's so well done and jeremy this may not be your department but i did see where you guys had a gender reveal of a special uh, animal, and it's skipping me now, but I think it was, was it a girl?
3: That's correct. It's our hyena, and she is officially a lady. And let me tell you, she is gaining weight faster than her brother did, and she is very healthy. She has a very strong personality, as I'm sure any parent can tell you. Uh, Once they start getting a little bigger, their personalities truly come in, and we are seeing that. Well,
2: I just could you imagine if it took us months to know what the gender was (laughs) for us here, how how much uh, extra pressure that would put on parents. But but I think it's cool and I love what you guys are doing, too, on social media. So where can we go to get our tickets for Starry Nights or if we also want to do for the Renaissance Festival that's coming up or just plan our trip to the Hattiesburg Zoo?
3: So you can always follow us on social media, Hattiesburg Zoo. We're going to be heavily featured in uh, Facebook, of course, Instagram. You can go to our website, com, as well. And if you have any questions that we didn't get answered here, feel free to call us at the zoo, 601-545-4576. We'll get all your questions answered.
2: And if you're coming down between now and the next couple of weeks, either Christmas lights or Mardi Gras beads, Mardi Gras beads, Mardi Gras beads, bring them?
3: (laughs) Yes, yes, please, please bring them. The Mardi Gras beads are a great effort. We partner with uh, the New Orleans ARC, and they actually take the beads. They will clean them. They will resell them, and it helps to support the ARC, which is a great organization.
2: And why not? I mean, you don't want to throw them away. Get them out of your house. You're not going to do anything with them. They just stay in that bucket, and they wind up in the trash, and we do not want that to happen. Correct, Jeremy?
3: That is correct.
2: All righty. Well, you guys are always having so much fun down there at the Hattiesburg Zoo. I appreciate your time.
3: I appreciate you having us, and have a great day. All righty.
2: Really is coolest little zoo. It's not too big, it's not too small. You don't have to take a full day there. It's a good half day sort of trip. If you're driving down to sort of take kids of all ages, you can kind of let them run a little while. They've got the perfect little spots for them to stop and run off some of their steam. There's some wonderful food there. And really like even on days that it's not um special events, I know it was like ten or twelve dollars he mentioned for the Starry Nights event coming up. I think it's like five bucks a person and then they have for um if you've got your citizen or military discounts, or all that. So, when you think about something being um, the right price for you to take your family to, that's a whole lot of fun, well done, clean. I just, Hattiesburg Zoo is one of those things I think we all should take part in and support. But, all right, stick with this. We got more for you coming up next.
1: You're a
0: Stop for you to see what your life can truly be. Shine and stop for you to see what your life can truly be. Shine and stop for you to see what your life can truly be. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Oh, would you like to swing on a star? Hey. Home in a jar and be better off than you are. Lulu. Or would you rather be a fish? A fish won't do anything but swim in a brook. He can't
0: write his name or read a
2: book. I don't know what I, where I was expecting that song to go. But would you be a, rather the be old a old fish old was old not what I was expecting. <laughs> then if sort of life, so
4: <laughs>
2: welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from that Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can always find us, too, on that local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And if you watch us, you can find us on Supertalk TV, on your computer, or your mobile device. You may have heard by now the biggest name in. Entertainment is Taylor Swift, and we're giving you a chance to win tickets to see her in concert, plus puts a little money in your pocket. Margaritaville Resort and Paradise Pier Fun at Park in Biloxi, along with Super Talk Mississippi, presents Taylor Swift and a cash gift. So here's what you get: you get a pair of tickets to see Taylor Swift's Ezra Tour at the Superdome in New Orleans. of Eras. Eras Tour. It's, um, all the Swifties get mad at because I can't say it correctly. Superdome in New Orleans on Saturday, October, I think it's the 26th. Correct. correct? Plus a $1,000 cash. And how can you win? You just enter your name, some contact information, and one of the registration boxes at select locations across the great state of Mississippi. You can find those by going to supertalk.fm slash Swift to find full list of registration locations and more information. And all the Swifties are excited because she won her Grammy last night And she announced that she's putting out new music, Rhino, that maybe she'll be playing at that tour. I don't know how it all works. So maybe the next tour. I'm not sure. If you win and you go, you can report back and tell us all about it because we can't enter to win. However, a Mississippian did come home with a Grammy statue last night. Bobby Rush headlines Mississippians as the 2024 Grammys over at Supertalk FM. There's a great article about it, and he was leading the way for the Magnolia State, which I thought was cool. Has the most Grammys per capita than any other state. Woo-hoo.
1: Yeah, to put uh, Bobby Rush's Grammy win last night in context, he won another Grammy for the traditional blues album. Two one two. That's now his third Grammy for the traditional blues album. Oh, okay. okay. Which means he's tied with famous bluesman John Lee Hooker. And they're tied behind B.B. King. It might be a little while to catch up to the King, because B.B. King has ten blues Grammys. To put it in a little bit of perspective, the Rolling Stones, they got one blues Grammy. Eric Clapton, he's only got two.
2: So they're a little harder to get them. Some make it look,
1: right? And there were two Mississippians up for the traditional blues album, Bobby Rush came away with the win.
2: But Kingfish is like. 20. Well, Kingfish
1: was in the contemporary oh, that's blues. little.
2: Album. Was it. Mr. Sip. Mr. Sip.
1: Was in the traditional blues album.
2: Gotcha. Okay. I don't know much about Mr. Sip, but I'm happy to learn. But I was going to say, Kingfish, man, you got decades left in your career. Mr. Bobby, we praising every year that he gets to get back up there and sing and do his thing, which I think is cool. The article says that he's 90 years, 90 years old. So he's still a spring chicken. He's got a lot more in his step. Um, And yeah, I think that's pretty cool. If you've ever gotten a chance to see him perform, he is just full of energy and life and so much fun. I can't remember the year it was, but it was after one of the Mississippi Blues Marathons that my mom and I ran. It was the half, not the full. Anyway, and it was an after party at how Miles and he was the headliner and man he he got up there and performed and just acted as if you know he was well in his mid-50s at least you know and still had it and had a good time and put on a good show so that's one of those legends I know he's still busy he's got lots of touring dates and he's around and he's doing things in town or here in Mississippi if you've never caught him In a live performance, it might be something you want to make sure you try and get to if it's something you ever wanted to. I mean, 90 years, great, but at some point, that's going to slow down and you're going to say, I wish I could have seen. And so while he's still out and going, find him and support him and be entertained. It's that time of the year that people start thinking about valentines and love songs. Which I saw Bobby Rush's song was "All My Love for You," or at least the album. Yeah, the album title. That's the album title. So I thought it was fun that they're coming out with the most romantic songs ranked according to Spotify playlists, which is interesting because Spotify's playlist is not top ten. Doesn't really reflect like google it's not
1: billboard or anything most, where it's based on sales and plays
2: right so it's just kind of the most streamed. but i thought this would be fun you share with us what do you think is your favorite love song 601-879-4395 they call it romantic love song but i don't what's the difference in a love song and a romantic love song aren't they all gushy and ooey and gooey and make i
3: mean
1: if you want to get technical I think it could be argued that there's a large swath of gospel or worship music that ah. would be considered a love song.
2: To a different person.
1: But it's, a it's love for God, uh, not romantic love.
2: No, this okay. So this would be more like romantic love. So ahead of Valentine's Day. So who do you think took the top spot?
1: On Spotify, there's no telling.
2: It's Ed Sheeran. That shouldn't sh- That shouldn't shock you. Um, I'm trying to see his song. Ed Sheeran, John Legend, and James Arthur are named as key artists featuring highly in the ranks. And Ed Sheeran's Perfect was named top, top Song across Spotify playlists with the singer featuring again in the fifth spot with Thinking Out Loud. Well, Thinking Out Loud is never a good thing in a romantic situation. So <laughs> clearly he has not been married for several decades. Um, but yeah, he took number one. John Legend got all of me at number two. I don't even, who is James Arthur? Say you won't let go. If that sounds familiar, um, Whitney Houston still number seven. I will always love you. I thought that was about the only one that I really understood.
1: James Arthur apparently got his claim to fame, rise to stardom, on the X Factor in 2012. Hmm. He's a lot bigger deal in the UK.
2: Gotcha. And then number nine, Peter somebody, Glory of Love. Some of these I don't know. But again, as I have said before, I'm not really up on mainstream music like I guess I once was or could probably be better at. But if you ask Google the best love songs of all time, something. Probably
1: going to get Whitney Houston.
2: Whitney Houston is up there. I Will Always Love You, which is still on the top seven, I mean, the top 10 list. Or The
1: Righteous Brothers.
2: But here's one that I just wouldn't see coming. Beyonce's Crazy in Love. I just don't see that being like a romantic love song. Like if I got in your car and that's what you started playing, it'd just be like red flags for me. But I guess if it's me playing it for – it's still strange. But Something by The Beatles, is that considered a love song? Oh, yeah. My Girl, The Temptations. Definitely. Definitely. That would definitely be one I would think would be on
1: on the list.
2: How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees? See, they're all older. All right, here's one I will at least... Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. That's one that back in the day I felt like was definitely considered a more romantic song.
1: In that same vein, I would argue for Casey and JoJo's All My Life.
2: Yes. Etta James, At Last. Now we're talking. And Foreigner, I want to know what love what is it what love is i want to know what love is i like that list better than the spotify list but i feel like like romantic songs is like everything else they just don't make them like they used to
1: well i feel like with the spotify list with ed sheeran or john legend or or arthur or whatever his name is those are all artists where if you found love or got Hitched or something in the last five, ten years. Those could have been your songs. But anybody that is not in that young love age group, you're just like, who?
2: Did you ever Who's try this? to... Did you ever use romantic love songs to... Now I won't say woo a young woman, but... <laughs> Like, I could see you being the slick kind that knew oh yeah in the
1: day of uh, of mixed CDs I, I was bad about putting together a, a mixtape.
2: That's funny. why you're not married yet I will never know. Jeff and Ponatak said for me it's the lady in red by Chris Dipper and then John from Vance says thinking thinking out loud is that was, but that was a that's a song.
1: Yeah, that's cheering, isn't it?
2: Maybe. I've been married almost 17 years. You should not think out loud in your relationship. You, you should think and process it and then say it out loud. Because <laughs> some things need to be refined and rethought before it just... <laughs> Maybe that's that beginning. You say
1: that, but no. I what, I mean what's it. coming to mind is a Clapton song where he's kind of... Musing out loud, and I think that would be a winning idea because it was him telling the lady of his life that she looks wonderful tonight.
2: That's nice. Again, just in context, what thinking out loud means. Johnny M. Brandon says, first time I ever saw your face, Roberto Flack would be his... Nod for most best romantic song. You can let us know yours six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. We got more good things for you coming up next. <laughs> good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And if you would like to watch us, you can do that on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Everyone knows that Mississippi's weather is crazy. And if you've ever been interested in learning how to spot a storm or being a storm spotter, then there is a class for you coming up soon. Joining us today is Jim Martin. He is with the. Central Mississippi Amateur Radio Association, and they are hosting a Storm Spotters class this coming up weekend in Rankin County. Hey, Jim.
4: Good afternoon, Rebecca. How are you today?
2: I am doing well. I'm glad to know that there's no storms to spot, at least I don't think today, but there are likely coming up this weekend. So you picked a great weekend for your event
4: yeah coming up this weekend there's a good possibility I would say that's what they say anyway who knows you know you never can tell
2: <laughs> you never can tell absolutely it is Mississippi okay, Jim, I thought this was neat because I feel like just with feels like the uptick of uh, weather events here in Mississippi more people are getting interested in learning about weather or just sort of in the in their own know so tell us about this storm spotter class.
4: Well, the storm spotter class will be held on February thirteenth. That's a Tuesday, and it'll be from seven till nine p.m. at the Rankin County Tornado Shelter, which we thought was rather appropriate for a storm spotter class. And that address is six fifty-one Marquette Road in Brandon. And uh, it's it's just a good idea. Michael Hill from the National Weather Service will be presenting the class. We did this last year, and it was not really open to the public. We could invite a couple of people. But this year, they decided, They decided, well, do you want anybody else to come? Sure. Well, we welcome anybody to come. And some people from the Rankin County Emergency Operations Center have expressed interest in coming. So that's the thing. Like I said, it's 651 Marquette Road in Brandon, and that's the uh, Rankin County tornado shelter. And we're looking forward to it.
2: So you don't have to be a member of the Central Mississippi Amateur Radio Association's group or be a ham radio operator to attend this event. So even if you're just interested in learning about storm spotting, this would still be something some knowledge to gain.
4: Absolutely. Now, you don't have to be a member of Samara or, you know, be a ham radio operator or anything like that. We uh, this is just something that is open to the general public. And the general public needs to know about storms down here. I mean, we we get our share of, them, share of them, to say the least. I must admit, this past year, we missed out on a lot of them. They seemed to come right at us. And all of a sudden, they split and go north or south or north and south. So we, we got pretty lucky with storms coming in our area right here in the Jackson, Mississippi area. But uh, that doesn't happen very often. So it's it's a good thing to know. And they, they tell you how to spot the storms, and they tell you who to report uh, storms to. They tell you how to report storms to the National Weather Service. Uh, so we, you know, we, we run what's called a Storm Spotter Network on ham radio. But uh, And they also, you know, with uh, the general public, you can report it to a local radio or TV station. They're connected to the Weather Service, or you can call the Weather Service direct. So that's that's uh, a good a good information to have if you want to go to one of these classes.
2: So, Jim, this would be spotting a storm, and not to sound silly, like outside, like if you're outside and you sort of spot one coming, and you can sort of see. I could particularly think those that live on more flat lands, and you can sort of see for miles, or in the Mississippi Delta for sure. Or is this more like on radar somehow, or all of the above?
4: Well, this is all basically all of the above. Yeah, if you're up in the Delta, yeah, you can spot them coming you know, 10 miles away almost. But uh, the, last year, the gentleman that did the class horse, he tailored it to our particular area in the fact that you can't see storms coming. You know, too many trees, but they, they explained how to get a hold of the weather service uh, after, you know, you did spot the storm. And how to report any damages and this type of thing. So that was that was a good class. It was a very good class. I I can't say if this class is going to be similar, but uh, most of the classes I've been to, uh, well, before I moved back to Mississippi, I lived in Washington State, and all the classes I went to up there, yeah, yeah, oh, you can spot there. Here's, the here's it comes a storm, you know, it's coming over the hills over there, you know, you can see it ten miles away, you know, this type of thing, but uh, not in Washington, not in Mississippi uh because of the trees and uh, the hills and everything like that so it, it's 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 a good class just for general information to say the least
2: well jim i'm one of those that stays inside whenever they tell me storms are coming so i appreciate those <laughs> that want to be outside spotting it and reporting it we need we, you do your part i will do my part by um ducking and hiding in my safe space but but let's talk about Hey, <laughs> ham- go ahead
4: yeah, that- that's a very good idea. Uh, that was a problem I had when my wife was alive and we lived up in Washington State. We had a canopy out on our patio, and, of course, it had metal metal bars in it to hold the, the top up and everything like that. And she would sit out there in the middle of a thunderstorm. We got thunderstorms up there very solemn, but she really liked them. She was from Mississippi originally. And she would get out there and sit under that thing. Me, I'm in the house. I don't want anything to do with the lightning flashing around sitting under metal. But But, uh, anyway. I'm with you, Jim. uh, it's It's a good idea. Now, if you can see something, see it. Get back inside. Get away from it. You, you go, go get in your safe space,
2: to say the least. I totally agree with you, Jim. But there are those um, those that really like to get out there and see it and chase it and just. And two, I just think it's interesting. And, and more people are getting more curious about the weather and sort of having that um, knowledge on the on their own. And information is always a good thing. But I want to talk about ham radio operators, Jim, for a second. How many? Or you may not know a number, but are they still alive and well in Mississippi? throughout the state
4: oh yeah absolutely our our youngest member at the central mississippi amateur radio association is 12 years old so i mean and it, it goes on up from there up to my age which i'm i'm 83 if i admit it so yeah but i have a good time doing it i've been a ham since 1959 and still enjoy it uh I, i've talked around the world and samara is a, a central mississippi amateur radio association which is samara is a real good organization here in the state, in the uh, uh, capital city area, and Flowood, Flo- Flo- Brandon, and all that area. We have members from all surrounding areas, and uh, we we get totally involved in this type of thing. And that that's the reason that we want to get this uh, storm spot, storm spotter class going again because it's a it's a very good informational purposes.
2: When it comes to weather events, how important is it to have? ham radio operators that can get information across or can still communicate with whoever may need to be communicated with, say, electricity goes down or, you know, all of the above that can happen in a weather event?
4: Oh, yeah, all of the above. I mean, with uh, with uh, ham radio operators that are involved in what's called SkyWarn here, uh, we have a direct connection to the weather service. You know, it's a, it's on online. Uh, if it goes down, we can call and uh, do it that way. But normally we have what's uh, into into their chat system, and we can uh, take a report from someone on the uh, on ham radio and type it on the computer, and they have it instantly. You know, whether it's uh, the damage or you know, well, here's this storm that's doing this and doing that. So you know, uh, ham radio is very very active when it comes to storm spotting and just generally uh, uh, problems. That's the thing. We we can operate. On battery, we do not need electricity. Uh, my, like myself here at my house, I have a battery system over here that uh, I flip a switch, and all my radios are on battery. And I flip another switch, and I have lights from the same set of batteries. And I even have a set of batteries <laughs> out in my kitchen so I can see what I'm doing out there, even though the power's out. Maybe I can fix a sandwich or something. But yeah, it it helps to it helps to have a battery around and make sure. That your flashlights working. Uh, we're we're starting to head toward the new uh, the new year with uh, with uh, the uh, storm spotters and storms coming our way. So make sure your batteries work and your flashlights. Make sure your batteries work and your portable radios. Uh, get your weather radio. They're they're very handy. They're yes, they can be annoying at times when you know the thing goes off in the middle of the night. But I have learned <laughs> to listen for a second to see what it is. And poof, okay, I'm back to sleep. But get a weather radio. They're very, very handy. Uh, The Weather Service puts out the tornado watches, tornado warnings, tornado uh, severe thunderstorm watches and warnings on that radio. And uh, you can keep up with what's happening in the weather very easily with the weather radio because it's all coming from the National Weather Service, and a lot of it comes from us through the National Weather Service.
2: Well, if someone wants to join that class that's coming up next Tuesday, February the thirteenth, a storm spotters class, how do they do that, Jim? Do they sign up, or do they just show up, or anything show else?
4: Up. Yep, just show up. That's, there's no no registration or anything involved in that. Uh, all you have to do is be there by seven o'clock. It starts at seven o'clock, and it's at 651, 651 Marquette Road in Brandon. That's the Rankin County Tornado Shelter. So, yep, no, no registration. Just show up, and it'll be worth your while.
2: All right, Jim, I appreciate your time, and thank you.
4: Thank you, Rebecca. really appreciate it.
2: All right, you guys, stick with us. We got more for you up coming up next. love song it's on a monday right here around valentine's it's not really valentine's day yet although it's right around the corner it still feels like like years away it's only february the 5th
1: i'm just gonna say there's more soul in one syllable from joe cocker than anything ed sheeran ever put out
2: you say whatever you feel like you need to say <laughs> you let it off your heart rhino you just let it off your heart if you're just tuning into good things that's because ed sheeran's I forgot the name of the song now took top spot for romantic songs um for a Spotify I guess streaming. So again very limited very specific type of user that's using that and you guys have been sharing your other favorite uh, romantic love songs. Tis the season for that for sure. Hey, at least there's not like or I don't know what would be better if they had whole um radio stations switch over to love music or romantic music like they do like Christmas time. Would you rather listen to twenty four hours of <laughs> romantic love songs? I don't think
1: it'd be as season. much of a shift because it seems like the the percentage varies year to year and generation to generation, but I think it's safe to say at least a third of all songs you hear on the radio could be considered love songs.
2: Not all are the type of love you want in your life, though, well, no, <laughs> but the sappy ones, the like the honeymoon ain't over yet ones, the you know, I'm trying to you know,
1: I feel like I'm painting with a broad brush when it comes to love songs, and you want to make love songs into like things you would dance to at a wedding,
2: yes, that's what I think of love songs. I have a very specific. Agenda coming from the one playing it. Let's put it that way, at least in my mind. Or trying to make you cry, like Sappy, like the Hallmark movies of the music world where it always ends happily ever after. That's the kind of, or without you, I will die.
1: Like Joe Cocker.
2: Yes. That's where
1: we belong. But I guess
2: your sentiment is correct too. You could broaden what it means to be a love song. But yes, I imagine slow dancing. At some point, you're like, wah, 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 you know. (laughs) You just get a little cynical about it, and you're like, okay, you know, cut it off. Like, play the Macarena, something else. Let's shift gears. Let's change up the speed.
1: Get grandma way. on the dance floor. It's time for the electric slide.
2: <laughs> yes, I mean at some point you just you want like there's that crew that's in the great in the background that's like please let I mean, I'd rather poke my eye out than listen to one more um, one more love song or dance <laughs> slow song. Maybe it's the ones who don't have a date, or maybe it's the ones who went with their you know friend instead of like an actual somebody that's the one that's feeling that way well
1: you know what they say about love and music when you're in love you you feel the music itself Mm -hmm. when you're not in love you hear the lyrics
2: Mm, interesting so what does it say about people who don't like christmas do you feel Christmas music? If you're into the Christmas, no, year. those
1: are just people that spent at least some of their youth working in retail, hearing the same seven Christmas songs over and over.
2: I and still over. stand by. I I guess just call me whatever, but I would rather listen to 24 hours of Christmas music than 24 hours of slow dance. I'll love you to the end of whatever music over and over. It's prom slow dance music. Or wedding slow dance music, all that. Like, gag me. Just not my... <laughs> also don't want chocolates on Valentine's. So, I'm in a weird... <laughs> I'm in a weird camp over here. And no, I'm not disgruntled. It just... it's I don't know. It's just not real. Like, after, you know... I mean, maybe for a second. And it's going to be sweet. And then real life takes over.
1: You're against the commercialization of it all.
2: Yes, absolutely I am. I mean, come on. The cupids and things started coming out before Santa even made it back to the North Pole this past year. And it's like, just can we simmer down? And then once you add kids to the mix who are in schools, now you have all the Valentine's parties, all the Valentine's grams, all the Valentine's things. And so... Bah humbuck before. <laughs> Boy, I'm in a mood for a Monday, aren't I? Maybe I need a little bit more love songs in my life. Maybe a Cupid does need to come and shoot an arrow in my tail to change my mood. I'm not that disgruntled about it. I just, it's, you know, Anyway. You get to have your opinion on romantic love songs. You, you definitely know mine now. Stick with us though. You got more coming up next. You got the boys from a Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. I can
1: see good things for you it's good things for you
0: it's good things for you yeah, for you A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.